0: Good evening and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle podcast. Tonight we're previewing this weekend's uh, IU football game against Georgia Georgia Southern. IU and Georgia Southern uh, kickoff at 3.30. Game will be telecast on BTN. Uh, It will also uh, be on XM Satellite Radio and on your regular uh, IU radio network. Uh, so tune into that. Uh, Georgia Southern's coming in 0-2 off of losses to Auburn and University of New Hampshire. Indiana's 1-1. and Last week, as we all know, uh, the game against FIU was canceled. Uh, the, their last game was a win at Virginia. Right, I'm Sammy Jacobs, your host. Co-host TJ Inman will be along with us uh, shortly. We'll break down the game and tell you what you need to know. This is a game where IU is... Uh, three touchdown favorites. Uh, once again, it's a game where there are certain things we want to see uh, as, as outside observers. I'm sure the coaches want to see some things as well before IU gets into the meat of their schedule. After this, this starts this 10 week trek to the end of the season uh, and IU needs five more wins for bowl eligibility. And hopefully this will be one of them. TJ, Welcome to the show. You'll be in the stands as well as with us in the live uh tailgate show. What are you looking for this week against uh, against the the Triple Option uh Georgia Southern Eagles?
2: Yeah, I you know, this was um it's still a little bit of a scary game, but I I will certainly admit uh the only reason this is you know a scary game is just because we as fans, I know that the players don't have this, you know, going against them. But we, the fans, uh, we are scarred by what occurred against Navy um, during the Kevin Wilson era. We we are scarred by that. At least I am, uh, and just the thought of an IU defense going against an option attack uh, is, is enough to make me pause whether or not I should be nervous about this one. Uh, in yeah, reality. And I- this is an entirely different defense that Indiana's going up against. It's an entirely different type of option attack, and Georgia Southern is just uh, to be plain. Uh, this year's Georgia Southern team is not in the class of uh, of the Navy team that uh, that came into prominence.
0: Yeah, and and it so, goes even back further than that. My freshman year, the first home game I went to was against yeah. Nichols State, and they ran yeah. uh, that triple option. It came down to I believe the the game was like a 35-31 game that came down to the last second uh, for IU. Uh TJ IU's also going to be honoring the the Insight Bowl team from 27 to, yep. 2007 and uh, coach Hep with the uh, with the the, the jerseys uh, the the alternate jerseys as well as Hep's Rocks jerseys. So we'll get into that um, Evan McShane our one of our writers We'll have more on that later in the week uh, as well and just to, just to what Coach Hepp meant for this program. But let's get back to this game. A lot of things need to be ironed out. IU, their bye week turned into last week is kind of a, a blessing in disguise in, in order to get ready for the triple option. So they should be ready for that. But the hard part is now you have to play 10 straight weeks and, and all but one of those games is a, is a big 10 game. So uh, we'll see, you know, we'll see. What do you want to see that IU hasn't really done in the first two games that they played that they need to do to make you feel comfortable that they're going to get to that six win mark uh, the rest of the way?
2: I think the first thing you want to see is dominant offensive line play. Um, Georgia Southern, they do not have a terrible defensive line, uh, but this is a, it's a defensive line that Indiana should be able to more or less push around. Um, So I want to see, I want to see a dominant offensive line performance that really showcases Indiana's running backs. Uh, You know, I'd like to see a couple of them kind of step forward and seize that role. Uh, The, the, the two that jump out to me, honestly, are uh, going to be Ellison and Cole Gist. Um I, I would like to see the two of them get the bulk of the carries on Saturday. I don't know if that's how it's going to break down. You know, Two weeks of practice could change a lot uh, for the coaches. We, we really don't know. Um, but those are the two that I think have looked the best so far. Uh, so I want to see dominant offensive line play, and – And a big catalyst for that is going to be the return of Brandon Knight, at least we hope. Um, so I I want to see Brandon Knight back and looking good, uh, and, and kind of see how he shuffles into that lineup. Is he going to start next to, uh, you know, at at that right tackle position? Uh, we're not sure. Is he going to get a lot of snaps at that right tackle position? Yeah. I think that's definitely the plan. Um, At that point, what does Delray Baker do? Right now, it's listed on the depth chart as, you know, Baker or Knight. Uh, And Baker is not listed elsewhere, like at guard uh, or anything. But that does not necessarily mean that he won't, you know, move inside uh, and see time at kind of a swing spot there at right guard. So I'm just really interested to see how that offensive line uh, lines up how they perform, who gets, who gets snaps and who doesn't. Uh, and then kind of what that could mean, uh, moving forward into the big 10, you know, bulk of the big 10 season. And I do think that there's, uh, I think that that's probably the biggest concern surrounding the offense is how pedestrian the running game has been with the exception of Peyton Ramsey. So I want to see them just control the line of scrimmage, uh, with that offensive line and really gained some confidence going into half-down. For me that's the the first primary focus of Saturday.
0: Yeah, and the offensive line has had their issues. Uh, that's something that that we need to watch as well. Uh that I I want to see. I, this team Georgia Southern is not good. They're an F uh, they they're an FBS team uh who just lost to FCS uh New Hampshire. They were down 22, nothing. They ended up, that game was 22, 12 as, 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 the final. It's a team that I, should be able to, to, to push around. Uh, the other thing I want to see is how they're going to use these quarterbacks. And this is a game where, you know, we have another quarterback, Nick Tronte, who going into next year is going to be in a battle with Peyton Ramsey for the starting spot. Are, did they use his red shirt? Uh, do they take it off of him or not? That's something that that we need to take a look at as well. I don't think they will use it, uh, use him. But if they are going to use him, this is the game to get all three of your quarterbacks in there, and then uh, just see how they use them. Are they going to, you know, if Lego struggles early, do they put Ramsey in? And then if Ramsey starts to separate IU at the game, do they put Lego in just to get him back into rhythm? going uh, going to Penn State next week so to me it's how they they use the the quarterbacks that that's that's a big question and then obviously on defense can they get a pass rush uh, when Georgia Southern passes and are they going to be disciplined enough uh, you know to, to fight through the blocks go after their reads and if I use defense plays well, this is, Georgia Southern has scored one offensive touchdown all year. This, is, this could be a great opportunity to finally have that, that shutout that, that hasn't happened in a long time.
2: Yeah, I you know. Georgia Southern, um, for those that don't know, we'll give you a real quick, because uh, honestly, you know, we texted a little bit before the podcast. Uh, This game is is more about Indiana than it is Georgia Southern. I mean, if Indiana shows up to play, uh, this will not be competitive come the third quarter. Um, So it's more about the Hoosiers than it is the Eagles. But, uh, you know, it is important to focus on what, when they are rolling, is a pretty interesting team to watch. Uh, They run a very unique shotgun-based option attack uh, which is, you know, it is different than what you usually associate with the option. Uh, and it, it's it's pretty fun to watch when they're rolling. Now, unless you're playing against it, um, that has not been the case for Georgia Southern so far under Tyson Summers. It's his second season uh, as their head coach, and already he's in uh, pretty hot water uh, with their fans who have a – very high standard for what they expect, and they've got a good tradition as a program. Uh, they were an FCS power before moving up, and they, you know, they put some scare into some really good programs and beaten some good programs. So uh, he's in some hot water, and he's, you know, he's a couple of embarrassing losses away from losing his job, and uh, it might only take one real beatdown for them to say enough is enough, uh, but. You know, they've, got, uh, they've got that interesting shotgun option attack that, like you said, if Indiana's disciplined and tackling really well, uh, you could see a shutout kind of on the works. For me, that's... Well, that'd be really cool to see. Uh, you know, I'm much more interested in kind of the overall team performance, just how focused they are, plus kind of the individual performances of guys that, uh, you know, Indiana's going to need to step up, depth pieces that you're hoping uh, get a chance to play on Saturday and get some snaps uh, under their belt so that maybe later on in the Big Ten season when Indiana's going to really need uh, their depth to step up, uh, they'll be able to avoid wilting as they did against Ohio State and start to close out some of these close games.
0: Yeah. And, you know, as nice as a shutout would be, just, just play well defensively, get some takeaways and things like that. And, and more on Georgia Southern Tyson Summers. I I think he's, he's coaching for his job. I, he, they've won six national titles at the SCS level. They're the last team from the state of Georgia to beat the university of Florida Uh, back in 2013. They did that. (laughs) Um, It's kind of a cool little factoid, but yeah. they had that tradition in that triple option. Tyson Summers came in, changed it, tried to pass a little bit more out of that gun option. It didn't work, and you don't mess with a good thing. They had um, they had won nine nine games both of the previous two years when he was uh, before Summers. He won five games last year, just lost to FCS New Hampshire, and that offense yep. does not it does not look good. Uh, so I, I believe he is – his seat is on fire. Um, and we'll see if they come out with that desperation or is this a team that, that's going to fold up uh, fold up camp and, and pack it in and, and just let IU run away with it. Uh, it could be both. They're coming off an open week, so you could see some funky, funky things out of that option, especially for a team yeah, that, I, that's going to be pretty yeah. desperate. Uh, I don't know yep. what funky things they're going to do, but th- – Anytime you come out of an open week, they, there's going to be something um, something a little a little weird about, about that, that offense. But anyway, yeah, it's just about IU coming out to play well in all three phases of the game. Uh, get Richard Lego back on track, uh, throwing the ball, get him back in rhythm with his receivers. Uh, get this offensive line up to par where they need to be. In terms of protection, Georgia Southern has, is is a very good at creating havoc in the backfield. We put out in our uh, know your opponent; uh, they're in the top half of the of the nation in tackles for a loss. They average seven and a half tackles for a loss per game, uh, and they've got some guys who who can get to the quarterback and who can make stops in the backfield. So that's going to be huge. And IU cannot let this team hang around uh, like they did. Uh, did with uh, with uh, with Virginia, uh, and then just the special teams. Just follow up the 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 performance you had against uh, against Virginia. Hopefully, Hayden Whitehead doesn't have to punt, uh, but if he does punt, uh, we'll will hopefully it's the same. So that that's my takeaways. It's going to be a short preview show just because it, it, this game is going to be a whole. All, all things aside, the game should, IU should blow this team out of the water. Uh, TJ, what is your prediction for the game?
2: Well, I did want to bring up, uh, you know, you mentioned the quarterbacks and, and Lego. And, I yeah, I do think a good a
0: good performance
2: is important for him. Uh, but I, I also think it's important for Peyton Ramsey to put together, you know, a back-to-back good performances, you know, uh, kind of validate, um, kind of validate what he did at Virginia. Uh and I'm not expecting him to be perfect by any means, but I think it's important for him to come out uh, and show that, you know, and we know that what happened against Virginia was no fluke. He's a good player, Uh, and and I think his future is very bright, but uh, it'd be great to see him come out and uh, just have a similar type performance and sort of validate what we saw. Same with special teams, as you mentioned. Uh, kind of put back-to-back good performances together, uh, and it maybe it turns into something that we saw with the defense last year, you know, once you start to put together back-to-back good performances, and
0: it then turns you know it's in a from point.
2: a, yeah, it turns in from a, oh, hey, that was nice, to an expectation. You know, once you can put together that trend, that becomes the expectation, that becomes the standard that you're held against, and I think anytime you can raise your standards, that that's only a good
0: thing. Yeah, and you know exactly it's the same thing with the defense last year. You know, at first you might have thought, oh, it's only FIU, then it's only oh, it's only Ball State. And then they started to do it more and more, uh, and and you're right, it becomes a habit, it becomes an expectation, and and hopefully that's in the minds of all these guys on special teams. Now you can't expect Jay Sean Harris to have 109 yards in punt returns every week, but to play soundly should be the expectation. They're going to end up kicking away yes. from him, and he might not, you know, ever get a chance to return it. Uh, Griffin Oaks might not kick two long field goals next this week. He might, you know, just kick extra points. But having him kick the ball into the end zone for touchbacks connect on his extra points and make field goals when he's called upon to do that is going to be huge. And then Hayden Whitehead. Now hopefully all fans would be very, very happy if they never saw Hayden Whitehead touch the field again. And that's not a diss to his, his ability. It's just that why it's not good when you're punt. Well, it's sometimes it's good when you're punting, but you'd rather see them score points. But if he's going to be on the field, sure. He could be a game changer, and we saw that against Virginia and and going down. I mean, it's unbelievable how good he is for his only his second um, college football game ever, like second American football game ever. So, yeah, it's just setting the bar high and, and beating those expectations. And then just a reminder, uh, Greg Gooch is out for the first half of this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had that targeting late in the Virginia game. Uh, IU could not appeal. Uh, There there are certain rules on on plays that you could appeal if it was called on the field or something. There's all types of bylaws uh, to go against. So he won't be there. So who does IU turn to? Is it going to be one of these young guys that IU turns to at defensive end to get to the quarterback? So they'll get a good shot against Georgia Southern's starting team to, to get in there and, and provide reason why they should play a little bit more.
2: Yeah, and it's going to be really hot on Saturday, uh, which I think is just going to increase the rotation we see. Uh, It's going to be a real shuttle service, you know, in and out along the lines, I think. Uh, And I think you might see a lot of rotation at uh, linebacker, again, since you're playing a run-heavy team. uh, You might see a lot of rotation at linebacker to keep T. Gray scales and Chris Covington fresh. Um, so you'll see a lot of, you know, a lot of guys that you might not normally see a ton of snaps from. Which, you know, for fans like us that are you know, real crazy about this, uh, that's cool. Uh, it's cool to see those guys get out there and they've earned it with their practice time and uh, give them a chance to to perform and show that they deserve more. Uh, so that's that's a cool thing to look for. Um, and I I do just want to say that uh, you know I know. Uh, Georgia Southern is not good. I'm not going to try to paint it as such. But I would say I I would expect them to perform better than they have in the previous two weeks. Uh, I I think this is going to be a kitchen sink game uh, for them. You mentioned, you know, they also had a week off. So they've had two weeks to prepare for this. They're desperate at 0-2. You would have to think that if there's anything in that bag of tricks at all, it's going to get pulled out on Saturday. Uh, So that's just an extra something to watch for. Um, You you ask predictions. Uh, I want to do a couple of of things that I think, you know, I don't know, hopefully people find it a little bit more interesting. Uh, I think it would be kind of cool to to, to give our score and then kind of since we expect, you know, a lot of rotation on Saturday, especially in the second half, uh, and a lot of different guys to get chances, Uh, kind of each of us pick, you know, who we think will be a surprise, maybe under-the-radar standout guy on Saturday uh, for offense and defense. So um, I'm going to go scoreline. uh, I will predict Indiana 38, Georgia Southern 7. Uh, I do think something to watch for early is if Georgia Southern can get into third and short, uh, and convert those those third and shorts, uh, they can chew up a lot of clock, and that's what they'll choose to do. It's important for Indiana to get them off the field on third downs, get them into third and medium or third and long situations, which is what Georgia Southern absolutely has to stay out of if they're to stay on the field. Um, and then, then when you do get those situations, get after the quarterback, get into the backfield, disrupt the play. Uh, if Georgia Southern can, you know, shorten this game by quite a bit. It, it'll be important for Indiana to not get frustrated uh, and try to score on, you know, every offensive play. Just stay disciplined, stay with the game plan, uh, and just let the game come to you. Because if you do that, there's, there's no doubt who the better team will be. Uh, so I'll go 38-7, Indiana. Um, I don't think it will be the most aesthetically pleasing game, but looking forward to it all the same. And uh, it's after not seeing the Hoosiers here for two weeks. It's uh, I'm ready to kick them back out onto the field. It's I mean, it's barely felt like IU football season because of you know playing Thursday night opener, and you know, we've only had one Saturday with them uh, out there on the field, which has been really weird. So I'm anxious for that to get back to being a regular thing. Uh, under the radar offensive guy. I'm gonna go. Uh, I really feel like Cole Guest is going to have a, a nice day. Uh, so I'm going to say Cole Guest. Uh, I, I'm going to throw in – I'll cheat a little little bit. and I'm going to throw in Taysier Mack. I think Taysier Mack will have his uh, – the best game of his young career at wide receiver. I think he'll get quite a few snaps. And as, uh, you know, hopefully uh, you will have a nice lead. And Simi, Simi Cobbs can, uh, can rest up on the bench and stay healthy. I'll go Tasty or Mac to have a nice day. And on defense, uh, I I think Mike McGinnis had a chance to to have a pretty nice day himself. Uh, Linebackers tend to have good days against the option. If the defensive line is getting pretty good penetration, busting up plays, the linebackers can clean up in terms of tackles. I think McGinnis might have himself a,
0: a nice day after being a pretty quiet factor so far this season. Yeah, and you could see a lot of reserves. TJ, score-wise, I am going to go Indiana 45, Georgia Southern 6. I, I think IU's going to run away with this. Um, breakout performers or under-the-radar performers on offense, I think it's going to be Morgan Ellison. Uh, he adds, Although it kind of bucks the whole under-the-radar performance, I think he's going to have a breakout game. Uh, in in terms of running the ball, you know, they'll they'll start the jet and they've had a quick leash with him. You saw Morgan Ellison come in early against uh, Virginia as well. So I think Morgan Ellison breaks out, takes over that starting role after this week uh, to to really cement his name in there. And then on defense, uh, I think Zeke Walker is going to have a big game. Uh, you know he's a a guy who's uh, the backup husky uh he's a little bigger than than marcelino uh and, and marcelino you can't go under the radar with with the freshman all american uh, but i i'm going to go zeke walker uh zeke walker there uh and, and, you know i, I think he's going to play a lot especially in this run heavy uh offense that georgia southern uh, runs and he he's gonna put up uh, quite a few tackles, so that's my take t j um, a- anything else to add no no i'm looking for as you, you mentioned
2: uh I'll be in bulletin for that game we'll be at the, we'll be doing the pregame show uh live at uh, twelve thirty uh that's gonna be a lot of fun, so looking forward to doing that um and then I, you know I think that there is something to be said for Indiana having this game to get themselves into a, a physical and a mental state, that they can be ready to go to Happy Valley, and uh, that's going to be a obviously a huge test. Um, but it's you know it's sandwiched in between two games that you definitely should win comfortably with Georgia Southern and the Charleston Southern. Uh, So I think Indiana's focus right now needs to be on just improving themselves as a team, uh, executing, And like I said, raising the standards on what's acceptable. Uh, You know, you could sleepwalk through this game and probably win it uh, comfortably, you know, win it by a few touchdowns, uh, even playing pretty terribly, to be honest. Uh, But raising that standard... uh, which I'm sure the coaching staff has talked about a lot, that means going out there and executing uh, as well as you possibly can with maximum effort. Uh, and it just instead of the starters sleepwalking through it, it's the starters, you know, playing as well as they can, as hard as they can, uh, getting out of the game and rotated out pretty early. Uh, and, and then having the backups and the third teamers and, You know, the rest of the squad get in there and do the same thing. Uh, And and you raise that standard of what is expected from an IU football team against a uh, lower-level competition, uh, which is go out there and leave absolutely no doubt.
0: Yeah, that's what they have to do. You know, fans are getting a little bit nervous now as Purdue went to Missouri god-awful. They went out there to Mizzou and dominated that game. We'll see what they're made of with Michigan. Although Michigan's offense looks dead in the water, especially now with Tariq Black out um, for a while uh, with an injury. So IU has to to prove prove to their fans, hey, we're improving too. Uh, and and yep. you, the the next step for IU football is to start blowing teams out that they should blow out. They uh, they beat Virginia pretty handily that game. Outside of that that three nothing lead for Virginia and the first twenty some odd minutes of that game, IU controlled it most of the way back. And outside of a, a bad targeting call, that game would have. I mean that that game was going to be thirty four ten, at that time. And then I don't think Virginia scores the rest of the way. And uh, you know, that, that score looks a lot better than 34-17. So this is a game where Indiana needs to put the, the pedal to the metal, score on all their opportunities, and really, uh, you know, have some aesthetics on the scoreboard, make it a nice nice score. If you could put up 40-some-odd points, hold them to under double digits, that's a, a nice feather in the cap for, for Tom Allen and this program to keep up with the rest of these big 10 programs who are improving and who have scored a a couple bigger skins than, than Virginia this year. Uh, So that, that to me is, is the biggest thing. All right. Uh, The game is at three 30 on Saturday. TJ, you're right. It hasn't felt like IU football season yet with the wonky schedule, but we're back. It's going to be 10 straight weeks. of IU football, then hopefully a bowl game after that. So catch our, our live tailgate show. 1230. Um, It's going to be on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'll put out the link on Twitter again tonight. Uh, Come back to whoosyourhuddle.com early and often. We have all your pregame needs. We're putting out keys to victory. We did matchup watch today. You know the stuff. TJ, you'll have your game day primer out on Friday as well, uh, early telling fans what to look for and things like that. So Enjoy Saturday football, and we'll talk we'll talk again uh next Wednesday absolutely yes uh, thanks everybody for listening and make sure to, to tune
2: in Saturday for what uh, I think will be a fun fun pregame show live from
0: a sweltering Bloomington tailgate lot. Yes, hopefully I don't melt taking photos on the field <laughs> I have to tell you it's going to be oof.
2: We'll see. Hopefully, not too sparse of a crowd.
0: Yep. Well, that does it for our pregame show or our preview show uh, for this week's game. Uh, remember, tune in on YouTube, and I'll put it up on the site to our tailgate show for more insight on this game. And then, of course, we'll have a postgame show video as well. Uh, anyway, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday night. Catch the second half of tom allen's inside indiana football that's on the radio right now and we'll be back talking indiana football next week
1: there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum and how you get the most out of select can't miss events